one of these. Oh, so they make it so the average is whatever it is. Yeah. So if you knew what that average was, or like, if you knew what the average was, you can you can figure out how much more you need to go Mm. on average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at us trying to look at us trying to min max. (laughs) Yeah. So this is so this speaks to you can min max this if you want. I think. Because I think so. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Any sort of gambling, any sort of gambling, you can you can work on. It's uh it's uh, I forget what this is called. It's hidden information because you don't know what's coming, but right. everything is is perfect knowledge. Like you know exactly what all the cards are in the deck, and and you can just count yeah. the probabilities yeah. of what you can draw. So there's probably probably a mathematically correct answer for what to do in certain situations, but it also depends on who you're playing with and how gambling they are. You play yeah, yeah. differently against conservative people. Like if JC was in here, we all we all should be playing a little bit different because he plays this game really conservative. Yeah, because he he uh, he bails on like he sees one diamond and he's like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I saw him do that, and the last time we played, and I yep. said to myself, he's doing that because everyone else is not doing that. So he's so, he's going to get small score every round and win. Yep. Yeah, but he didn't, and that's what I did this this game too. And then I didn't win right. either. Right. Yep. Humberto did on the fucking fifth round, dude. <laughs> I know. See, that's why I think. I think, and I, I could be wrong, but I think being left to the last player is good. is the best thing that can happen, right? Because, like, there, if Squid had how many? How many did you get that that last round, Squid? Like, uh, I had ten or like something like 10 that. Ten or eleven? Yeah. Eleven. Like, if you had bailed. If you had not bailed or bailed a little bit later, like if we had busted, I think you maybe win. I'm not sure how many you had, like compared to decoy. Compared but... to decoy, yeah. That's if, if he hadn't bailed um, as early, I wouldn't have been like, oh shit, and then given you the chance to die. Yeah. I think you had two big diamonds, so I think you had ten. Ten maybe plus like a. So you would have tied. So we would have yeah. tied maybe, yeah. So that was my thinking. Yeah. Like if if you just like went toe to toe with Alberto throughout the whole last game, you maybe go like a little bit too far, and then you both lose. Uh, and then I win. That, that was my thinking. That's what kept happening last time we played. <laughs> yeah, I knew I was a little bit behind. I didn't know I was 10 behind. But I figured you guys were going to gamble, and I was wrong. Oh, yeah. The gamble game, and you don't gamble? Shh. Come on. actually a good game to take traveling like you know to hostels and stuff like that yeah just because it's so easy to learn it's hilarious and <laughs> independent of language like that's right. really really good it's, that old, really good. it's got good graphics got good art yeah it looks cool looks nice yeah is this zelda? i think it's a great little game honestly i do too is it is like i and this reminds me of zelda so much am i the only one do you guys have zelda here at all like I'm just picturing Breath of the Wild the entire time I'm playing this. Like collect as many rupees uh, and like if you to die, fair, you go back I haven't to the played Breath of the Wild, but I see how these could be like rupees. Yeah, you know um, what I mean. Like they're red, which is I guess different, but and they're called rubies. Yeah, like they're close. Um, but aren't say, the rupees in in Zelda red? Oh, they're green, aren't they? They're well, I guess there are some colorful ones, but yeah, they're like their standard yeah. color is green. But yeah, if I don't know oh, something about it, man. It's more... like the, Going into the cave, it just—it just, it feels like a dungeon. 
I mean, it's not a dungeon because like we're just pulling cards, but like it feels like a dungeon crawler or something, you know, where it's I, like I think it, yeah, yeah, I guess you mean. I think yeah. maybe just because of these, but it gives me um, it gives me Indiana Jones vibes. Oh yeah, you know, the uh, the guy who made this actually uh, like like he said that he was like, yeah, well, we wanted to make like basically um, we can uh, I pulled it up. Let me pull up my notes now because this is relevant to that. Uh, what's the game called? Uh, buh, 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 buh. Damn, I don't remember now. Oh, Can't Stop. Have you guys played that? Oh, yeah. I've played Can't Stop. I yeah, this. so it's basically this, Umberto, but with dice. Uh, and there's a couple other different things you have to do and like ways that you have to fill in the uh, like the board or whatever uh, like as you go. But it's the same type thing, except instead of the randomness being the card you draw and the decision, it's do I want to keep rolling these dice or not? Uh, as your decision uh, yeah no. thematically it's uh, you're climbing a mountain and uh, each die roll puts you further up the mountain but if you roll bad you fall off the mountain that's essentially what it is <laughs> how much do you want to press your luck to try to get to the top before everybody else gets to the top yep so it's just yeah. a lot a, a similar feel to this and uh that that game basically was like the inspiration of of this game which i mean they kind of have that yeah, yeah they have that feel you know like it's not the exact same but it definitely has that push your luck thing Does, yeah. is there a favorite you guys have of this type this is not a type that's uh like i'm not familiar with this type of game prior honestly to this game this is the first one i think i've ever played like this i've played, the... I've played can't stop before and that okay. was uh there's probably like a I really played... old one of these but i don't know i can't think of it right now but i did yeah, play yeah. can't stop a whole lot until because just because it's kind of just fun to do a push your luck RNG game, right? Don't take it too seriously. Just go. Yeah, the thing that I like about this game is it's really sim- like I've it's really simple. Like I've played um what's it called Quacks of Quadlinburg. Oh yeah, a the, few bowl times. the bowl or whatever. Yeah. Quid- yeah, and I think it's, it's Quadlin. Yeah, Quadlinburg. I just looked it up. Yeah, Quadlinburg. And um, it's a fun game, but it just goes on a bit too long. Like this is funnier because you're also like you're in the same pot with everyone else, you know, like in Quedlinburg in Quacks, you have your own bag that you're building, um, which is fine, but I just, I didn't find it as engaging as this, even though it's a much more complex, probably deeper game than this. This is like just straight gambling, right. On probabilities. Right. But it's fun. And it's, it's funny because you get, you get like stupid situations where people leave like (laughs) turn one and then, Stupid situations where people go on for like, you know, 20 cards and get super rich, you know? Yeah, I do like what you said, Humberto, that it's a communal pot. I've never played Quacks, but I yeah. uh, like people always talk about it. So I feel like I kind of have I've seen like I had to play and like I kind of have it internalized a bit. And we've covered Wonderland's War on the show and um, listeners will remember that. that game. Yeah. yeah. And they have that little similar like you're building your bag and then like that's the RNG and everyone has a different ratio of uh, shards to like you know good chance that they can pull and stuff but this one i do like that it's a communal pod because then you're basically just like who's got the you know the ice water in their veins quote unquote uh yeah the most right (laughs) like it's as opposed to oh well my in my bag my probability is way worse so i'll stop because i'm playing my own little bag development rng game this one's like we're all playing this from the same bag development like (laughs) nobody nobody can hide (laughs) yeah and i was gonna i was gonna bring up wonderland's war as well because it's kind of like quacks in that in that regard where where you have your own bag, which kind of makes it a little bit less 
like it, it i think it's probably more tactical you know you're still gambling you're still like betting on probabilities but you're thinking about your own bag and what to put in there and everything here it's right. just it's just fun with friends you know it's 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 dumb simple fun which is awesome yeah dumb simple fun can't be underrated i'm gonna say and um, i agree yeah it's like one one thing i do love about it that i when i played with you guys last time uh that like really spoke to me is that you need a palate cleanser sometimes when you're playing yep. games that are like heavy duty uh like you, you just played a three-hour chess game or you played you know ti for 12 hours but you're and your friends are like tired and you're like hungry and you're exhausted and like you know, everyone's like, holy shit, that was amazing. But also like we're beat and uh, you don't want to just potentially leave on like a, uh, what's the word? I don't know. I don't know that, 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 that environment just can feel heavy sometimes for better or worse. Like maybe that's a good thing. And you guys then talk about the post game for an hour and a half. Like when you're learning how to play root or even just in a really crazy root game. And that's awesome. And then yeah. sometimes you're like, man, like we were just at each other's throats, like strategically, not, you know, like out to get each other, but you know, as like players in the magic circle, and now we just need something that's fucking stupid and silly and also really fun. And that doesn't really take any strategy other than maybe like Dico was saying, counting the cards to know, well, there's 35 cards in the deck and we've already drawn five death cards and one each. So pretty good chance that, you know, the next one's going to be a death and we're playing JC and he plays conservative. So I'm going to bail. Like other than that, there's no strategy really. It's just like, you know, just go until yeah, you don't exactly. want to just go until you don't want to go anymore. Right? Yeah. You, you yeah, don't have to do all that. You, yeah. you can just, you can just like roll your luck. And not not think about numbers at all if you really yeah. want. To. Yeah, yeah, which is which is awesome. Yeah. I might totally say. And it's and it's it's also a game where you can just laugh with your friends. Like it's just funny, you know. And I think games like that are really really good, you know. Um, it's like when we play Machi Koro as well, or I don't know different uh, games that you play. It's like I think sometimes I get together with my friends um, and play just you know, we get together, like, if we get a lot of us together, like, six or seven, and we'll just play fillers the whole night, like, stuff like this, and right. the resistance, and games that go quick, that you laugh a lot, that you have a great time, but you're not, you're not getting together to, you know, do a three-hour heavy, you know, game of Root, or, like you said, TI, or something like that, where at the end, you're just exhausted. It's just, like, a fun time with friends, where, and it's also something you can take with people who aren't that, like, into games, you know? Like this yeah, is the kind of thing I could take with, play with family and just all laugh and have a good time and spend time together, you know, and just have some quality laughs and good times, you know. That's something really amazing too, because it doesn't really like yeah. require a lot of a head. Like, there's some games that are really great, but like, there's a 30 minute teach window of time where, depending on how good your teacher is or how good your people are that you're teaching, your friends, your family, whatever, are at learning something new, uh, especially from whoever is whoever the teacher is there's a chance that that beginning can be a little bit um, uh, dicey, I'll say, for lack of a better word. Like, for example, um, I just got kind of a similar push-your-luck game for over the holiday, uh, Sheepy Time, which I don't know if you guys have actually played, but I know you've heard of it probably. Yeah, um, Germ's all about it, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm now all about it also. It's amazing, um, and you guys should definitely play. I don't know if there's a, a mod for it or not. I need to look and see. Um, but it's similar. Uh, it's push your luck style, and you're basically just pushing against the like, like a, a thing. The game will eventually end the round, and you have to push your luck as far as you can and try and end before the round ends, like by default, based on how the game is set up or whatever. Just like this, right? Like you push your luck as far as you can until the game would say you're dead now, and you want to bail right before that, right? Um, right. And it. Uh, really easy to teach um, and we taught it and learned it and whatnot and what was really amazing is like 
I'd say maybe the, we, let's say we, I think we played for like two hours or three hours, maybe total over the course of it. Um, and I'd say the first hour of that amount of time was not as fun as the second two, right? Because like there was a little bit of like misunderstanding and confusion and like repetition of some rules here and there. And not everyone who knows all the rules is willing to like sit through somebody who's not. And it just depends on the dynamic. Like if it's, if you're great friends, like you were saying, Humberto, like it probably doesn't matter. You can just make fun of them and move on. But if some of the, if people get like agitated, uh, which we weren't getting agitated, but you know, it wasn't as smooth as everyone knows the game already or as easy as this one. Um, you know, I mean, that can be potentially problematic depending on the group, right? Like I know of some people who like, you shouldn't, you should play games. They already know you shouldn't teach them ones because they don't handle yeah. that well. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I think that it's like, there's some games that you think are going to be lighter. Like, I don't know, like the resistance, for example, I played that um, with you guys a while back and I was like, all right, I need this. Like I can, I can take this to friends who don't really play games and it's gonna be fine. And I found like several times I took it, we played maybe like two or three games and people just weren't getting into it. Some people had mm -hmm. trouble like understanding um, the rules or like paying attention. And that's a game that for me is, you know, one of the simplest games ever. This game obviously has a beat on, <laughs> on right. that angle. Right. <laughs> right. But, so this is the type of game where I feel like I could, I could really take it anywhere, you know? Yeah. And I kind of learned my lesson with games that I think are simple, but this one is, it's just really simple fun, which is great. How big is the box, by the way, Humberto? You you have it IRL, it sounds like. I have a friend who has it. Um, okay. Yeah, how like, is it packable, like in a book bag? Like, what's its size? Would you say? Oh yeah, no, it's tiny. It's um maybe. Do like, you have Fort by chance? Is it as big as that? That's a pretty small box. I do not have Fort, but it's no, it's probably smaller. I I don't know if it's smaller than that, really, but it's it's maybe uh. Eight inches by eight inches, six inches by six inches, something like that. Oh yeah, that's oh that's super portable. Holy shit! Oh yeah, so it's like, really this, small. Does the board, this board, uh, fold out? It has to, I guess. Yeah, this looks big. I think it's that. just small. I think it's just a small board. I think the, the board is the All size right. of the box. Yeah, the board is. So this is about a six by six. Ah, uh, little things are about two and a half by two and a half. So this could be like yeah, actual that's, size that's here. Yeah. 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 Yeah, something like that. Maybe it's a, t a smidge bigger. Maybe it's like seven inches by seven inches. I don't know, but it's small. Yeah, it's that's very, like, very yeah. yeah, that's that's smaller than that's smaller than Fort. Fort's a rectangle. Rectangle. Right. <clears throat> this would be like the perfect game. You just like keep in your travel bag, and yeah. then like you just yeah. have it anywhere exactly. you are, and you then you're like, oh out. yeah, we have this amazing game. Yeah. Yeah. Stick it in your uh, glove compartment. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> what you have in the glove compartment? Well, I got some gloves, and I got this amazing game. Uh, if we break down and we're waiting for an hour, we can play this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Hey, uh, what's the what are the numbers on this thing? Can we fit eight around this table? It says three to eight. Is that right? I think so. Yeah, Can yeah. I think playing it, eight players. I think some of the rules change a little bit when you have more players. I think you put more diamonds down, stuff like that. Oh, like the card chests, eight figures. Yeah. Eight, yeah, yeah, eight figure, eight chests. So it, it yeah. does. It does seed up to eight. I've only ever played four. Humberto, have you played more than four? I think I've played like at least six or seven. Does it change? Does it scale? We always talk about on the show, like, you know, if there's a variety of player numbers, like uh, Dominion Decoys mentioned his one-on-one -on -one experience most of the time, but then like not a lot of experiences, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, Decoy, in like, you know, the three, four, five player yeah, count. Yeah, like not even 99%. Yeah, yeah. And then like the same with Fort, like for me, I'm usually playing two player. Um, like just, I guess some games just sort of tend to have a specific player count that you as a game player just like gravitate towards. So I've only ever played four. Um, so yeah, Humberto, does it scale well as it go up? Or is like is this like every other game where it's like four is the magic number, you know? 
Um, I don't think there's a magic number. I think anything like probably three and above, I think probably like maybe four or five or more is probably better. Like maybe okay. between four and six, but three works fine. Like I, yeah, I was okay. having fun. So, I can imagine being more excited with more players. I feel like that's a little bit crazier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It gets a little bit crazier. You can yeah. track if you're, if you're really try hard and you can track roughly what two other opponents have. And for me, once you got to yeah. three and four other opponents, I wouldn't be able to. Like, I can barely yeah, keep right. track of both of your point totals in this game. We're playing with three people. Right. Fourth and fifth person, I'm just, I'm just winging it. We're just going. I'm just. Uh, yeah, you can kind of like have a rough idea, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, I think no, basically. Like, yeah, when I was playing with six, I was just kind of like rounding to ten or rounding to five. Like, if they put, you know, fourteen, I was just thinking in my head like fifteen, you know, just kind of adding it up like that. Ooh, that's smart. Yeah. So you have a just a ballpark. So you know, like we knew, oh, yeah, Decoy's in the lead right now. And then now and then it became me. So you're like, all right, you're in the lead by like 10. Yeah, that's probably right. enough at like four or five. Yeah, I can imagine one on one that being weird though, now that we're saying it. I guess it is three to eight. Oh, though, I don't think one on one. I don't think one on one works. Yeah, three to eight P is what it says. Yeah. But yeah, definitely with more players, you kind of get an idea. And you kind of when you're in person as well, you kind of get a feel for like they're filling their like hand with gems and so you don't actually have the count right but you know like they stuffed a lot of gems in there right right so right 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 i got an idea for approximately how ahead they are and i think that humans were like pretty good at kind of making rough estimates and stuff like that so you kind of get a ballpark idea usually of kind of what people have yeah but, that makes sense but not not like exactly obviously you know right 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 but, right hmm yeah it's a this is an interesting little, little one isn't it yeah let me ask you guys a question um so oh boy there's so many questions here i have to ask which one should i ask first okay so here, let's go through the numbers first i guess um so we got three to eight players we already said um 30 minute play time uh in case our listeners are interested enough to get this one um which you know if everybody knows how to play which i don't know that takes five minutes to teach you i mean we we just played and it was not 30 minutes like we finished the game by around the 15 or 20 minute mark yeah. uh which yeah. you know i mean we were playing on tts so we don't have to set it up and stuff and that might add to it um, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a pretty conservative amount of time, I would say, that it would require to play. Granted, higher player count, longer time. Um, and then eight, uh, eight and up is what uh, BGG has as the numbers. The community puts it at five and up. How do you guys feel? We always uh, don't know how to feel about the age <laughs> range on these, on these numbers that the designers give and the community gives. Uh, do you feel like five and up is better or eight and up, or do you think it's even different? This is one of those ones where usually what it says on the box is two years too young. Right. And for this, it's like the opposite. So I'm more along, along the lines of the community. You could, you could teach this to a six year old. Yeah, yeah for sure. Good. I have, yeah. I have two little sisters who are six and I think they would play this fine. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. See, that's I mean, what I was thinking too. Like, like you said, it's doing... devoid of language, so it's fine. Yeah. And they wouldn't be doing any of the counting or anything like that. But yeah, each time you put out a card, you're just giving them the gem so they can like look and see how many they have, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, if, you have, yeah, if you have more gems and then, you know, spiders yeah. and like big pictures are bad. And it's not too difficult to explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big, yeah, big pictures are bad. <laughs> Numbers are good. Pictures are bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's basically it. Uh, and speaking of the yeah. pictures, so we've got uh, three boulders, three snakes, three uh, crossbows, if you're looking from a bird's eye view on TTS, but they're actually battering rams. Uh, three sets of spiders, three magma pits. And is that all of them? One, two, three, four, yeah. six, seven, eight, nine. Just five. Yeah. 
So we've got 15 cards that can kill you um, in this push your luck game, right? And then we've got uh, five uh, that give you diamonds, which just those diamonds just sit on the card. You don't get to collect them. And then the rest of the cards are a set number of uh, gems that you have found. And as you heard us earlier playing, um, if there's three players and you draw a 15, then each player takes five gems because five divided by three is, wait, no, <laughs> 15 divided by three is five, right? That's basic math if you actually say it right. Um, <laughs> but if it's like 16 and there's three players, each of you take five and then you leave one in the, on the card, like in the center, which is the communal pot, if you will. And then everyone has a decision, either keep going in and draw more cards to see how many more gems you can get, or just bail. And uh, if you bail, you get to take the middle pot and your own that you've collected, and you get to actually save them in your chest or like, you know, whatever. And uh, if you keep going, you keep going until you decide to stay or bust. And if you bust or if you get killed, uh, that's it. You don't get anything. Um, and the kill cards uh, have to show up twice. So you heard us earlier. We had, what was that? Was it round two where we all died really early? Round three, whichever one it was. It was like... We we all got like two rupees each because we drew round. like two snakes. Yeah. It was the first round, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, and so bailed happen. early. Yeah, I bailed early. Got I got yeah. the five, and, and uh, well, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and then both you. Both yeah, me and Humberto just keep getting killed and on by these snakes. Um, <laughs> and there's only one, probably I'd say, mechanic or maybe two that you really need to worry about, other than this basic math. Um, so the diamonds you don't get to collect the five diamond cards, and then if you draw. Uh, like the two snakes. Let's say you draw one of the three snake cards and then you keep going and then you draw a second one. If you have two face up that are like faces, then you know that ends the round. And then you remove one of those death cards from the deck, from the game. Uh, so snakes are less likely to kill you a second time because now there's only two total. And if snakes kill you a third time or a second time, then you can't be killed by snakes again. Uh, which is, you know, I'm not sure exactly playtesting wise if that matters at all other than uh, it does offset the numbers, like the percentages when you're pulling, right? Like by round five, four probably death, different death cards have been pulled out, which means that you can go deeper on average uh, than at the beginning yeah. of the game when like the, the averages are more against you, which kind of incentivizes stopping in the early part of the game and then pushing far in the late part of the game, which worked. Hiberto just won by doing that very thing. He scored like, would you, like 50 or like 40 of his 46 he got on his last round, yeah. right? So, yep. but yeah, that's, I mean, that's it. And then like, you know, you just play five rounds. The map here has like little cards that just, you know, you flip them over to block the path and it's got like five little branching paths from a campsite. So you just go in order down the line, one, two, three, four, five. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. You're, I mean, it's RNG almost exclusively, uh, other than you just get to choose when to roll or not. Right. Um, question for you guys, uh, in terms of games like this, y'all are both gamers, uh, capital BG gamers compared to me. So, games like this that are in bigger games um is that something that also is like that it draws you or are you looking for something like this to also be uh like put in this decor like i want something that's uh, gambly to also be simple and easy and quick like ink and gold uh or are you like uh, wonderland's war like i want to like min max my bag and my rng within a like a much bigger game or like you do you see what i'm saying yeah yeah, so both of those things are fine. I, I like Wonderland's War for, for what it is. It's a big, big chunky, lots of stuff going on Euro game that has like more player interaction than you might be expecting from a Euro game. Or right. maybe less if you've heard about that game going into it. And this is also fine. This is uh this is the an end of the night or very casual board gaming experience, and they both have this push your luck kind of mechanic in them. 
Right. And both of them are fine for different things. I'm happy to play them in either setting. Oh, okay. So you're like, a, I'll, t- I'll, I'll take yeah, it I'll, based I'll just, on my setting. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm no stranger to gambling. I like gambling. Gambling's great. <laughs> so I'll, I'll take it wherever I can get it. It's fun. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Mary, I think you? for me, it's the opposite. I think that for me, I definitely want this kind of game to be simpler and lighter. Okay. Um, like I played Wonderland's War a few times, didn't really get into it. Um, I played Quacks as well. Those are probably the only gambling games I've played, like push your luck type games. Sure, sure. And they were both fine. Like if someone brought it and really wanted to play, like I'd play, but I wouldn't search them out. This is the type of game that I would take to casual kind of get togethers, you know? Yeah, okay. Because I feel like it's it's just one of those games that's fun and light and and easy to play, you know? Um, yeah. And it's just, I like, I like th- this kind of game I really like for for that kind of experience where you're just having a good time and laughing and not really thinking strategically. Um, but I prefer pure strategy when it comes to like a heavier games, you know, like Root or sure. things like that. Yeah, that I man, I I agree with both of you. Uh, that's so funny. <laughs> I guess that's why we're friends because like I totally can see both sides of those being like what I would choose. Like I could I could take uh, Wonderland's War in a specific setting, and I can also like see the angle of myself where I'm like, oh, I'll take this to like that family thing where everyone's just kind of be like looking for something to do, but that has nothing to do. And we can't spend a lot of time diving into something and there's seven of us and I'll take this game. And like now all of a sudden, like the, the gathering is amazing because everyone's having a great time playing this silly little thing. Um, oh yeah. man, this, this is so versatile. My God. Even with my friends who are board gamers, like in real life and everything, I will like we'll have some nights where we get, cause it's a group of maybe like 10 of us. Yeah. And usually we get, you know, four or five from like more like heavier games and things like that. Um, but then sometimes we get seven or eight of us and it's like, okay, let's just play fillers all night. And it's a blast. We have a great time. We order pizza or whatever, like play a bunch of stupid little games, like, you know, yeah. this and, and cult express and stuff like that, you know, that's uh, good. bang. And it's just a good time, you know? Hmm. Just a chill, chill night. I think about games like this as fulfilling a certain role as the party game, end of the night, or just whatever you want to do, casual experience. And then Wonderland's War is a little bit more of a serious experience. Right. That is a lot more RNG based. Like there's lots and lots of RNG in that game. Yeah. And there's like stuff that you do to manage the RNG that makes you win a little bit more often than others. Right, right. The the thing I just thought of was Dominion. So the latest Dominion expansion, and you guys right. have played this with me. I think at least some versus played this with me. It has loot. Yeah. Do you remember what loot are? Ooh, yes, I do remember loot actually. I'm actually probably remember it better than me, but yeah, that that comes to mind. Yeah. So those are cards that are a face down pile of thirty cards. Oh right, 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 you right. Don't know what they are? Yeah. So if you build your deck to go into loot, it's totally random what you get. You don't know <laughs> the deck's face down, and I hate that. I actually <laughs> played enough with it that I don't like it. Right. But it's because yeah. it's present in a game that's highly strategic and doesn't actually have a lot of a lot of that in it. And that's kind of what that set is about. Not wholly. I, I don't really it's brand new. It's a brand new set. Okay. Uh, at the time of this recording, it'll only have been out like a few months. Right. So we we I haven't really like fully understood how the set works. But it seems to me to be a lot of RNG in the set, a lot more than is usually present in yeah. expansion. And I don't like it because 
in that context, sometimes you just win and lose on the RNG. And that feels bad specifically in Dominion because you that does happen, but not to the degree that it happens with these loot cards. I've, I've won and lost games where I was way ahead or way behind just because I got the right loot or my opponent right. got the right one. And that, that doesn't feels bad. feel the same. Yeah. yeah. Bridget, do you agree? Because you've played them too, right? I think, yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree on, on in terms of Dominion. And I want, like, like expanding that out. I think that's what happens to me with stuff like Wonderland's War, you know? Like, right. I want, when I'm playing a more serious game, I want strategy and, um, you know, outsmarting your opponents to be the thing that wins you the game, not like that you drew a better, you know, shit at at a certain point. You know, you, yeah, you drew yeah. the the three chip, and you know that got you more points, and you you know you won. You got really lucky. You got lucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you got you got first turn after Wonderlandians reshuffled, and it was a really good one, and you were able to pick that one up. And no one else and, had a shot at it. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, exactly. You went around the you went around the table and you reset the board and there was a really good one, and you were the first one to be able to do that. Yep. That yep. like yeah. several different things in that game have that kind of feel, and I'm kind of okay with that when the game is filled with it, because I feel like, yeah, maybe a really really good player only wins about if you're playing with four people, maybe they only win like thirty or thirty five percent of the time. Sure, and that's what that game is kind of built on. That that's the way it feels to me, and that's kind of what this game is built on too. It's, it's just kind of like random. You don't really there, there's a huge variability in Umberto getting forty points on that last turn and then busting like a lot right. of different things. <laughs> right. Like a lot of different paths can happen, and it's kind of mostly up to luck. So I'm okay with both of those type of things. I just don't like this in a place like Dominion where I'm pretty sure I understand the game. Except there's loots. Ah, I have to figure out if I need to go into loots. Because it's, to me right now, and I'm probably going to change my mind about it, I think you only go into loots if it's very, very convenient to do so, or if you're behind and you're trying to high roll the exact one you need. The rest of the time, Ah, I don't think it's appropriate to go into. But I'm also not that good at Dominion. I don't really know how this set works (laughs) yet. So, Not that good at Dominion, it's funny. I just uh, think that when it's when there's a game that involves, you know, gambling or just pure luck, like I want it to be a short and easy game where you can play several at a time and everyone yep. gets a chance to win, you know, and it's just funny. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't want that in like that's why I'm not a fan of like Wonderland's War because I feel like it's a two and a half hour game that can be determined on chance, you know. I, I don't <laughs> like, the last like that feels bad to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me spend an hour and a half strategizing using that brain muscle and I'm going to set myself up to be in the best position to win. And then the other player just draws like a freaking God and gets three or four pulls that they need. And then they just win. And it's like dumb luck or you bust. And then you're like, shit. Now I just get three in a row and and that's just it. Yeah. Like that, that does feel, I mean, I guess that's, you know, a lot of, a lot of gamers will be like, our randomness is what makes a game like more fun, uh, which is great if that's you, you know, but yeah, I think I'm with you, Humberto. Like, I, I like those to be relatively like. I'm not saying that games shouldn't have RNG, right? You play perfect information games. If that's the case, uh, like Root yeah. has plenty of RNG, but like you kind of get to engage with the RNG in on your terms. It feels like in some, and I like those. And where it, it kind of overtakes you, yeah. Like I think I'd rather 
more than likely play one that's like it's literally just rng all the time so you just kind of have to be like well this game is rng so like there's no point in strategizing i'll just play and like push my luck and see how i do and like you know that going in which feels good yeah that makes sense yeah oh so interesting all right let's talk about this weight uh we got two more things we're gonna do before we rank this bad boy um so the first thing we're gonna do is we're going to have decoy try and figure out what the weight is because it's always fun to have him attempt to uh (laughs) i say that every time and i'm usually close but that just means that the next time i guess it's gonna feel real bad if i'm very wrong yeah so last time he wasn't very wrong but he was off by a a bit um because we this is the bgg yeah the bgg weight yeah so don't tell him if you if you want to look it up um i don't and you can you can guess also if you'd like instead of looking um, but yeah, so we always talk about, five? yeah, one to five. Yep. So we always oh. talk about weight and we also, um, every time we have a new guest, we also introduce them to, uh, or we let them introduce like our listeners to their sort of definition of, of weight. Uh, if you're, if you want to, Humberto, you don't have to write the second. Um, but when we, uh, when you like speak on this game and weight in general, feel free to share your kind of angle. Cause I feel like weight is such a subjective thing that everyone seems to have an objective response to, which is just so silly. Um, but yeah, so uh, to give our listeners a, a reminder here, so uh, last week's game, Nefetafel, is 2.5. Uh, Chess is our heaviest, that's a 3.68. Kerplunk, 1.04, that's our lowest. Uh, smack dab in the middle, this is game number 22. Uh, so Checkers is a 1.74, that one's right in the middle of our of our list, if that gives you a decoy an opportunity to pontificate here and potentially figure out uh, <laughs> what you think yeah. it is. Uh, two things about this. One, it's totally okay if you don't know what your exact definition of weight is because there's oh, 100%. no... Like, there is no... Right. I also don't remember what I said when I defined weight myself. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I also think it just... The, the more I've done this, I, I think if I was to do another definition, it might be, just be different than what I said the first time just because I don't have a really good... There, there's no obvious thing that it is. It's just kind of this amorphous concept. Right. Um, right. So my, second, my my guess would be one point three. Ooh, how come? I don't think this I... is very complicated. This this can't be more complicated than dominoes, and this is right in the neighborhood of battleship. Ooh, yeah, battleship one point two two, dominoes one point three seven. I see. Yeah, it. Okay. this might be a little bit higher. But I, I can't see it being that high. Might so definitely beneath that. Monopoly, Monopoly 1.6. Yeah, I don't think okay. it's above Monopoly. Interesting. Humberto, are you peaking or do you want to guess as well? I, I haven't peaked. I, I, I'm I guessing yeah, around there. I was going to say 1.5, 1.4, something like that. Okay. I think it's it's pretty simple, yeah. Yeah, I mean, literally, like if you look at the game mechanics, uh, you make a decision. Uh, if you're playing on TTS, you can throw the the guy across the table if you want, or you can just do the cards that are, that are in the mod. Um, if you're playing in uh, real life, you can just you just drop your little meeple if you want to stay, and you hold it if you're leaving. Uh, and like, as long as one person knows how to play, that's pretty much all it requires of the player. Is just count your meep- count up your rupees, and make one decision each time you see a new card. Uh, yeah, that is pretty simple. Yeah, if you put it like that. Mm. All right, so you guys ready here? Yeah. One point one one. What? Is this oh, the same yeah. as Guess Who and Mousetrap? It's the same as Guess Who and Mousetrap. It's almost as low. Yeah, Kerplunk is uh, only 0.06 below, in which, I mean, you know, we're not talking, we're not math majors here. We're not going hundreds of tenths necessarily. But yeah, I mean, it's among the lowest and lightest games on the list. Huh. That's yeah, what crazy. do you think? It doesn't really surprise <laughs> me. 
No, that's, it could. It's yeah. really, It's not that far away from what I guessed. Like it could go anywhere, anywhere in there. Okay. Yeah. I have a hot take. Capital B, capital G board gamers associate weight with uh, the like goodness, for lack of a better word, of a game. Mm, yeah. So therefore, they might see a list of weight and like they might look at our list right now, for example, and see, well, chess, 3.68, that's the heaviest. Then Wonderland's Wharf, 2.95, Nefetoffel, 2.5, Wingspan, 2.45. And they might think, well, those are the four best games on the list then because they're the heaviest. And mm. then conversely, Kerplunk 1.04, guess who 1.11, uh, Incan, uh, oh shit, I forgot it again. What is it? Jesus. Incan Gold. Incan Gold. <laughs> Incan Gold 1.11. <laughs> Those are the worst games on the list because they're the lightest. Um, does that sound? So the, that sound? so the people who are, who are rating this, so, so the way this works is you, the, the ratings are, are whole numbers. So right. they, they take a, you can go on there and you vote as part of the community whether this is a weight of one, two, three, four, or five. So this just means around nine out of ten people say this is a one, and then one out of ten people say this is a two. Right. And that one out of ten that said it was a two is a capital G board gamer, BG board gamer. And ah, yeah. they think that this is not on the level of Kerpluck. It's not on the level of guess who. It's closer to something like checkers. Right. Maybe not like right at checkers. Checkers is higher, but it's closer to that than the bottom of the list. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Does that? Do you guys think that, that those associations are are true? They're clearly not correct. I mean, if, from my perspective, they're not accurate. But do you think that that's the thing that happens? Like heavyweight equals good game, and lightweight equals not as good. Or is that? Am I totally off? Because this game, I'm arguing, is the opposite. This game is light. It's the lightest game on the list, but it's freaking amazing. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm, I yeah, don't know so, if that's just me or... So if I was to if I was to rate this, I would have rated this a 2, given the choice. Okay. And I think... I don't know how you guys feel, but that might be why I weighed, like, weighted it very slightly higher than the general consensus. Okay. Yeah, Humberto, what do you think? Yeah, I think so too. I think that I probably probably would have rated as a two if I had to choose between one and two. But I think that a lot of people just think it's really simple and, and it yeah. is. And cast most it off. probably yeah. yeah are not not rating this a two. Yeah. Evidently. Um but I do think that <laughs> I, I don't think that um I don't think for me that a higher weight means a better game. Okay. I think that it depends what you're looking for. I think this goes back to what Decoy was saying before. Um that I think that it definitely depends what you're what you're after. Like if I'm after like high strategy, yeah, I want something that's weighted high. Right. Um, but also I don't want something that's absurdly complex. And you know, like a five isn't necessarily better for me than a four. In right, right, right. A one or a two can be a really great game that you're playing for more like fun, light, a light kind of afternoon or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's good to have. Yeah, I like the mixture for sure. That's interesting. Yeah, depends what you're looking for. Yeah. All right, hey, I have a question for you guys before we get to our final thing here. And uh, I think, uh, Humberto, I'm going to have to send you our list here because there's quite a few. <laughs> um, this is number 22 now. Um, so I'm curious. So there's these sort of game genre distinctions that BGG makes. And I think that people just either subconsciously or consciously make. Um, and the one that comes to mind for this game is like a, it's like a family game. Uh, not necessarily a party game, although I think this kind of is a, technically a, a party game, probably. 
Um, but for some reason, when I think of party games, I think of like uh, apples to apples or uh, whatever the dirty version of that game is. Like those games like that that have kind of exploded uh, in the past couple of years or maybe the past 10 years or so. Um, and to me, this doesn't feel like that. Um, so I guess I'm curious what genre you would put this under if it is like a party game or, or maybe we should make a separate distinction for games like Apples to Apples or uh, Cards Against Humanity or those other type games. Um, and then after that, I want to sort of rank our quote unquote family games that we have on the list here as like a little mini list, if that's okay with you guys, depending on what our definition is, I guess. It might be appropriate to split these into, because right now we kind of have party game mainstream game going on okay maybe okay. we need to have this as party game and family game so the stuff that we have in party games are guess who kerplunk battleship and mousetrap and i'd say most of those are family games those are games you play with your family right and this wouldn't fit into that list because it's doing something different okay i don't know that i agree i think this is kind of a family game I think this is definitely something that I could play with my little sisters, you know? I mean, does it depends. I guess it depends what your definition is. Like, if does do family games, does does something being a family game mean you won't play it with your friends? Yeah, I don't know. I've, to me, like, uh, family game kind of implies uh, it, in, it's for, it's good, safe for a family, uh, like a small, like families to play, like young kids to play. Like, it's, it's, just, it's maybe geared for or designed with kids in mind. Like, for example, Mousetrap or yeah. uh, Operation or, you know, uh, Kerplunk or Guess Who or some of these games we've covered. Percheesy to an extent, uh, Battleship, Monopoly, um, things like that. Dominoes, maybe even if you want to, I don't know if I'm, uh, Decoy might hate me on that one. Um, I feel like when I think of a family game, I think of like, you know, it it's designed for kids and it has kids on the box and it's like in the kids section as opposed to like this game, which it's it's like adults, adult members of your family also. Uh, granted, you can play it with like nieces, nephews, little sisters, little brothers, whatever. Like they can understand it. It's five and up as the community says. But like the way I'm picturing using this game the most is like you could play this game with you know, your uncle and your aunt and your cousins who are, you know, your age. Uh, and like, it's that type of family, like Thanksgiving post-dinner style, as opposed to this is for my five-year-old and three-year-old children. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, that might just be my own like bias yeah. coming into it, but. But you can also scale no, it up to include it with other people. And you can't Which is... scale up any of the other games on the list to do that. Ooh, like like Operation, for example, like those adults are like, damn it, or Mousetrap, right? Yeah, like when are you going to pull this out? Because we've heard from Roberto saying he pulls this out regularly at at uh, board, board game nights when it's appropriate. And yep, exactly. I don't, I don't think you're pulling out Battleship, are you? No. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh, man. So maybe that's it. Then. So let's, so here's, so um, you guys can see the both see the list now. So, Unless I'm forgetting one, I'm thinking it's Domino's, Percheesy, Scrabble, Guess Who, Kerplunk, Battleship, Monopoly, Chinese Checkers, Mousetrap, and Ink and Gold. Did I miss one that feels quote-unquote family or party? Yeah, I think mind. that this kind of is... I don't... Did you say Scrabble? Yeah. Yeah. Mancala, maybe? Um, yeah, I was here's what I was thinking too, because Batgammon and Mancala also kind of feel like easy enough for that. But I was thinking, well, two players is kind of 
like a two player exclusive maybe doesn't uh, fit the mold in the same way. Like from, for something like to me, family feels like it's three or more. Uh, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. So I was yeah, like, well, I don't fair. know if like checkers, for example, would count. Cause like it's technically two player or chess, which, you know, you can teach to five uh, to fifth graders, but like same thing. You know what I mean? I think that there's, there's also games that, that kind of bridge genres, right? I think that, yeah, Battleship is probably exclusively a family game. I think Ink and Gold or Diamant, whatever you want to call it, is mm-hmm. a family game, but also can be a party game, you know? I think it can be both. Ah, it blends the two in a, in a really nice yeah. way. Yeah, it does kind of feel like that, actually. Yeah, now that you say that. So do we think it's the... So we don't have to rank them all, but maybe we see we say something about Ink and Gold related to those. So, like, if you guys were going to pick up family party style if you were going to pick up any of these how many is it one two three four five six seven eight nine so there's 10 of these total of these 21 that you could technically lump in as family quote unquote of those 10 which one would you maybe like what are your top two how about we do that like what are your top two you would pick well the three i'm picking you already know two of them dominoes is one it's got to be Dominus is one of them right because <laughs> that also scales up you can play that i think you can play that Maybe not necessarily at a game night, but you can play that with adults and have fun. Okay. Like theoretically, you could also gamble with it. It's it's a good gambling game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would pick that. I'd probably pick this because it also scales up in okay. Cold Diamant, and it scales up into a party game, like a full on party game. Right. Palette cleanser. And then I'm probably picking Scrabble. Ooh, spicy! Why Scrabble? Because I have Scrabble. And I oh. Have oh, oh, oh. And, and we, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like I, I still. How many of these games do I actually pull out or want to play? Right, regularly. Trivial Pursuit would also be on this list, but it's not on this list. Yeah, so like, I was pondering. So you're the Trivial Pursuit man. Would that count? I feel like Trivial Pursuit isn't because it no the, the it, game it design breaks down too much. Yeah, it it really doesn't. I, yeah. I in in this kind of. In this kind of grouping, I might also throw that in, but it, it doesn't really work with kids and it doesn't really hold up as far as the game goes. But the next closest one would be Scrabble. And I do actually get that out on occasion. I don't play any of these other ones. Yeah, yeah. And you can play that with people of all ages. I could play that with my mom. I could play that with my roommate. Maybe not super young kids, but you know, teenagers wouldn't be terrible. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so Domino's, this one, Scrabble. Interesting. Little top three. All right, Humberto, how about you? Do you have a... I Is this one in that a... set? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I don't think I've played Parcheesi or Kerpluck, but other than that, yeah, out of any of these, I think this is definitely the one that, I, that I'd pull out, like at a family game night or, you know, something really casual. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I'd play any of the other ones. Mess Scrabble... The thing with Scrabble, I do like Scrabble, but I spe- I live in a Spanish-speaking country, so right. bilingual Scrabble doesn't really work, and my oh, English is better than right. my Spanish, so I usually lose horribly when I play Scrabble in Spanish. Oh no, because you're because you're probably, probably playing in Spanish, right? Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that in the in the Scrabble episode. Yeah. That's, yeah, and the uh, problem is that like the, the frequency right. of the frequency and score for different letters is different in Spanish. So you can't play. Uh, oh like shit! You can't play Spanish Scrabble bilingual because the the frequency of different letters is is different. Oh, that's crazy! So like, I never even even put that together. Yeah, yeah like W sense. for example is really 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 rare in Spanish. Like you almost never use W, so that's a really high score, very rare one. But in English, right. it's easy to use W's, right? 
Oh yeah, yeah W is like a five pointer or something. Like it's not a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's so interesting. All right, so I think I'm putting this game in there as well. Um, I'm not sure what goes with it. Probably Percheesy because of its connection to me, which I've talked about plenty of, uh, before. Um, and I think honestly, I kind of anticipated this would happen. Um, and for our listeners, I just wanted to like have this be something they could hear before we potentially don't rank it high. If that's where this goes, um, if you hear nothing uh, maybe uh, of this episode from us, I do think that like all three of us would collectively say yes. Let's play this. Um, yeah, like, I, like I, it's yeah. it's a great, great, I'm great, saying, great little game. I'm yeah. saying we should we should. Uh re-roll this and play this as the outro that's how much i i want to play this again oh dude you're on yeah let's rank and then let's just play again let's yeah, go and then i'll just cut yeah. and piece together some shit yeah i'm into it <laughs> all right Humberto, so here comes the witching hour so um there are no rules in the ranking segment um we get to decide based uh, purely on how we're feeling and what we decide is important uh in the when we start recording um so sometimes for example things like uh, weight or complexity or strategy or agency or uh, like game design and mechanics or art design or like, you know, it could be anything. It could be legacy. All of these things could count and could not. And it just depends on what we decide to care about right now and what we think about. Um, yeah. I think since we have, this will be our 22nd game. Um, I think what maybe is potentially smart is we all sort of pick a game that we think provides friction uh and deco you probably know what i mean so humberto like yeah. when i i think when i say that i mean like the game where you would start to say i could argue for this game to go above or below it depending on if you like the game or not so if you hated the game it would be i wouldn't let it go below for example monopoly or if you loved the game it'd be like i wouldn't let it go above Catan or whatever and then like we can find the game limits and then we can find where the friction exists and then i think we can have some talking points to then know exactly where we want to like where we want to move up and down the the ranking here does that make sense yep okay um i'll go first so so you guys have a time to ponder because i've been thinking about this longer and i know humberto you just saw the list for the first time also before before we say anything else anything uh shock you by the way anything uh surprising or that you're like what the fuck were they doing <laughs> on this one <laughs> i mean i, I yeah on the list yeah but yeah, go for yeah, it. Decoy, I, you're I, to blame I, too. <laughs> I there's no way I would put Wingspan and Katana above chess. Oh shit, really? Yeah. Why not? I think chess is a because I think chess is a great game. Yeah, um, it is. It is a great game. I think you it's don't think it's classic, I think I think it depends. I think it depends also what you like. Like I'm really not into Euro games, so for me, Wingspan and Katana would probably be a bit further down on that list. Oh, I see. I see. Um, but for people who like Euro games, like I get why it would be there. Right. But I think chess is a more um, strategic and much, much, much deeper game than either of those, and I like that. Ah, uh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think they are too. It's just, I guess, like when we did Catan, it was the third game we'd ever covered, and then Wingspan, we were all really hot on when we recorded, and Dominion, same deal. And we also love, we just love those games. So, I think yeah, Dominion's but I see your great. point though. Yeah, Dominion. Um, yeah, Dominion number one. Decoy still hates that, even though he loves Dominion. <laughs> Yeah, the we, Bone Master is coming again. We did the episode, and immediately afterwards, I was thinking about the conversation, and I was like, "Well, I think I messed up. We fucked I don't that think up. It be, I don't think it should be because we hadn't done we hadn't done Wingspan at that point, so it was Dominion, Catan, and Chess, right? And I thought that Catan should be higher than Dominion. Yeah, I'm. You think so Catan should be higher than Dominion? Yeah, he, yeah. He keeps telling me every time that Catan should be number one or Chess. Nah, right? nah, dude. 
It should be Jeez. Dominion chest and then the rest of them. Ooh, interesting. All right. Yeah. So that. So does anything else come to mind in the middle or bottom there that strikes you as weird, or is that the only thing that comes to um, mind? To be fair, some of them I don't know. Oh, that's fine. I'd probably put Stratego a bit a bit higher. I love that game. Ooh, interesting. Um, okay. Dude, you want to get messed up yeah, with Stratego? I should mess you up. I have a three-game oh, win streak uh, against these guys. Oh shit! You know, yeah, I haven't played. I haven't played Stratego in like twenty years, and I'm 100 percent down to play. Stratego. Hell yeah! <laughs> I yeah. foresee Stratego coming at the end of this. Yeah. <laughs> me, me too. Except before I played with with Squid and Bot Bot when we did that episode, and yeah, it's a good game. Yeah, it is good. That's fun. So I'm thinking my game where I'm feeling friction is. So I think I think the limit that I would put it. So the, the game that comes to mind is Wonderlands War. We've been talking about it. It has a similar pusher of luck vibe. Um, so that game is immediately like kind of like sticking, standing out to me. Um, I don't know if I feel like it's better or worse at the moment. Um, and then I think the friction point for me is the tenth spot, uh, Nefetafel. I like this game better than Stratego. Uh, and then Nefetafel is where I start to think, ooh, this might be where I could see it maybe stopping, uh, either stopping to fall or stopping to climb. Um, I could see it going above it, but like that's for me, I think where I'm like kind of picturing it existing somewhere in that maybe 10 to five range. Um, how, how do you guys feel? Are you guys hot on it, cold on it? I'm more hot than cold on it. Yeah. It's just the, I don't think we've done how many party games are on here. Like, yeah, only, only, only this one. Yeah. You could argue that it's only this one. It's only this one. I think. Yeah. That's like a true party game. I think it's this one on that's it. Like maybe, um, maybe Kerplunk. Mm -hmm. But that's like, eh. Right. Mm. <laughs> I know everybody yeah. hates Kerplunk. I know. So, so maybe because of that, you're thinking it should go higher because it like it's like maybe the best yeah. of the party games. It, it's also just really hard to to figure in because you've got lots of serious games on here: Wonderland's War, Chess, Risk are all kind of very serious games. Right. And, like here, you're collecting rubies and gambling <laughs> right. and gambling. Right. So. I don't think I want to put this ahead of risk. Okay. So Mancala range potentially. Yeah. Right between risk and Mancala would, I, I would put it right in there for as high as I would want to see it go. Okay. You're in my range still. So I think we're on the same page there at least at some point. Humberto, how are you feeling? I, if, if I'm going purely on what I would want to play, okay, I would put this second after Dominion probably. Oh shit! Um, or so, maybe like Dominion Chess, and then this. Okay, yeah. So it's but in I, that, wouldn't like, top it, I wouldn't put it. Like I would never pick Wingspan or Catan over this game ever. But I, right, like right. I said before, like, I'm really not into Euro games. Right. So, so yeah. But I okay. definitely would put it above Wonderland's War. Um, Fascinating. And above Catan and Wingspan. Yeah. Okay, so like Dika, we have a decision like, to make. Not like strategy, like if I want to be playing a strategy game, you know, I don't know. Oh, but, yeah. No, I know. But like mean. for games that I want to be playing, you know? Yeah, this yeah. Is, this is on, the, on this list, yeah. And that's happened to me with when we get to ranking. I'm like, all right, uh, I'm going to go based on just what I want to play right now. That happens to me a lot of the time, actually. Um, yeah. Deco and I have this little uh, like like double thing. We have this little pairing here that are just like waltzing together. Uh, for him, it's dominoes. For me, it's Precheesy. That's number eight and nine. Um. And mm -hmm. I kind of love that they're next to each other. And also a little bit, I'm like, it's too easy. 
because basically uh, we both have to allow it. So Domino's is like his baby and Parcheesi is mine. So if we're going to let a game pass, we both have to agree and let it pass both of them or not uh, because of the like nostalgia for it and stuff. Yeah, I can't go in between, at least not yet, right? So uh, Decoy, how do you, so, I mean, I think we start there, right? Because that's probably, I'm, I think I was the lowest, but the lower end, quote unquote. So are we going to let this game pass our babies? Yes. Yes, Ooh, dude, this you is... throw, you cast on the side so fast. Yeah, this game is so much of an easier <laughs> sell than Domino's is. And I love Domino's. I'll play Domino's with anyone anytime. Right. But I, I feel like it's it's very easy to convince anybody to play this game. It's it's like Domino's yeah. is scary looking. Domino's is like it's one of these really old games that, that you see a lot of old people playing in the park. And that's right. just not for everybody. <laughs> that that's yeah. fine. But that's totally cool. <laughs> Domino's has baggage. This is new. This is fun. This is light. Right. Domino's is a little more serious. There's more numbers. It's a little scarier. So yeah, if I'm if I'm playing something right now, it's always going to be Domino's. But if I'm playing, if I'm going to be trying to get it to the actual board, this game's going to be much easier. Ooh, okay. Um, so Humberto, we're at Mancala, which I know I didn't give you numbers, but that's number seven because I agree with Decoy here. Uh, I haven't played Percheesi in a while, and I kind of. And I'm kind of okay with that, honestly. Like, I want I want Decoy to play Percheesi because, like, of what it means to me. And, I, uh, like, we've mentioned before, like, we should try it out sometimes. So he so you said maybe you hadn't played it or you played it, like, only once, right? Am I remembering that right, Decoy? Me? I have. Ne- I don't think I've ever played it. Yeah, yeah. Played, so me... I Sorry, I and mean, that's kind of the same thing. Kind of the same, yeah. It's not really. It just kind of oh, looks like it's it. like Sorry? Yeah. Similar, yeah. It's much, it's much better, though. Um, but the design yeah. is very similar. The mechanics are similar, yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah, so like I think in the, in, a, in that setting, I'd be like, I'll play it. But like, um, unless it's like me and Endgamer again, like just loving Percheesi and playing it, like I would need to play it with someone who's like, I love this game too. Uh, and even then, it's like, well, we could also just play like you know Stratego or Nefetoffel, or like, we could learn something new, like because we you know there's so many freaking games, right? It's almost like I don't want the my present day self to play Percheesi and and apply my like present day critiquing like game brain on it i want to like have it remain the nostalgic thing that it is and like what it means you know what i mean so like i think i'd rather play ink and gold even though like on like on my personal list Percheese is way higher anyway and like i might not put it above it uh because it, you know it's hard to have a new game mean more to you than a game you've played your entire life um but i think uh collectively for us it does need to go above uh, both of those which means my yeah. cow's up Mancala, um, we've made the case on this show before. Mancala might be the most important board game that like exists in the world. Um, so there's definitely going to be some friction here because Mancala is up high because it has such a good legacy for like human development and like socialization. So and also like its ubiquity around the world, like it's like the world's game almost. So uh, it's only mm-hmm. two players. It's similar in the same way. Uh, man, I don't really know how I feel about this one at all, honestly. Like, I, right now I'm leaning Mancala just because of how important it is, but I think I could be swayed if you guys are both hot on Ink and Gold still. I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to pass the buck. I don't know. I really liked Mancala as a kid. It's another game I haven't played in like 20 years, but right. um, like, I, I don't know if I'd get together with a friend for coffee in Mancala, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. No, but if 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 you got together with a friend with coffee and there just happened to be a Mancala board, you might play it. That happened to me recently. Yeah, it was just there, and we were like, "Oh shit, let's play this." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's easy. I, if I remember the rules fully. 
yeah oh so, it's it's easy you pick it up in no time yeah you oh just, yeah like, you set you set out um equal numbers of uh marbles in each one of the little discs and then you grab one and you go counterclockwise or clockwise counterclockwise yeah counterclockwise and you get one dish and whenever you land in your dish you you score that point or you get that point you just keep going until yeah. everything's empty that's that's essentially it really easy yeah, yeah. It's it's um, so I, I yeah I got a problem I got I, I think I have a problem with this if if, if it's not this one it's gonna stop at risk I don't think you put this at a risk yeah so, I like so I, like oh man this is so tough I love and I hate this because like risk is also important to me like a tandis for others I'm gonna what were you gonna say I also haven't played risk in a really long time and I don't oh, know that's, fine. That's, that's the thing risk I don't know if risk is a game I would get together with people to play like if i'm gonna like if i'm gonna play a game that's four players and last three hours i'm gonna be playing something different right. this is a game that i would play and that i'd get to the table i think yeah. that for me is a big is a big like it's a big deal like something that you're actually gonna play that you actually want to play risk obviously historically has a huge amount of significance but yeah. now like 2023 I don't. Right. I think I'll definitely rate this higher than risk. Yeah, that's so. That makes sense. Yeah, like that's. Uh, that that, that is kind of our problem because I think both me and Squid rate things based on how important they are historically. Yeah, I think you guys are we too nostalgic. Anyway. I think. Yep. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Maybe know. it's time to mix that up. I don't know. What do you think, Decoy? Yeah, maybe we, <laughs> maybe we might have to, to re-rank it. Maybe it's a question we have to ask everyone who comes on here now. Whether whether history is just really important to them because history is important to me and it's right same to, yeah so interesting so here's here's what i love also so this is game 22 and decoy and i planned humberto to do episode 25 as go and then to do like a little bonus episode where we just re-rank the 25 because we've got some that kind of stick in our craw a bit like uh for example decoy loves show pursuit and it's like third from the bottom right now um, like <laughs> things like that we kind of want to revisit like bad game and imo is a little too high you know things like that and we want to kind of like rehash that now that we have a list because when you add to a list like individually it's like always really hard right because like you said like you get these little weird spots where like well i wouldn't have wingspan or Catan as high so that makes me like i'd put it number two then by that my logic but like i wouldn't put it above these others you know so that kind of gets strange yeah um yeah. i'm okay with it honestly being eighth or seventh or sixth i think i think i'm okay with it landing really anywhere so i could put it below beneath mancala or beneath wonderland's war or in between risk and mancala and then with the with the knowledge and like the uh, like with the knowledge i guess yeah that we're gonna potentially revisit and things might shift a bit um because i don't know if i have it in me to honestly argue against mancala hard so this goes ahead of it or the opposite um i do see your pinpoint though humberto like i do value games that you actually get to play and part of what i want our listeners to see when they see a list like this too is like these guys like revisited and retouched all these old games and they do recommend this old game like i don't want them to see you know Catan at number three and be like Catan is a must still be amazing let me go back and touch it and then they actually hate it because like they didn't like Catan before and they still don't or you know say that for any game on the list right like i want if anybody actually looks at this like as a let me see if old stuff is still has meaning, I want them to see one that we like, you know, believe in, right? Um, so like because of that, I'm like, ah shit, I don't know. <laughs> it could I could put it anywhere. Yeah, Kitan and a lot of these are are funny games because I just went to Target. You can still buy lots of different versions of the Catan there. Right. It's still accessible. 
and it's not actually that bad. Yeah, it gets a bad rap. Yeah, and a lot of people think different. A lot of people think differently about Ooh. this. Ooh, so, Umberto, tell right, us, tell us. All right. So how many, <laughs> how, many, how many games of Catan have you played? Like twenty-five. Okay. How was your first five games of Catan? Ooh, this I know where this is going. They were fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. Oh, and it's fine, but it just gets really old quite quickly for me. Like I, yeah. I like like now I have a I have a cousin who always plays Catan, right? Yeah. And if I'm going over there, I'll be I'll I'll ask like, are you guys playing Catan? And he's like, yeah, okay. What time are you done? Like I I don't want to play. <laughs> however, I would rather get there, or I'll take another game to play that. That's funny. However, you still have a cousin who always plays Catan. Right. Yeah, but now I showed him Nemesis, and now all he wants to do is play Nemesis because he realizes yeah. they're a better so, game. So, mm-hmm. Catan occupies a really interesting space where people who are not into board games can get into board games by playing Catan. Right. And sometimes people yeah. jump off from Catan into more complicated amazing. games, mm-hmm. and like they get their entryway into this great hobby. Yep. And some well, people yeah. just and stay be- there because they're very happy with it. These people exist. Yeah. Right, and this game. And to be fair, I was, yeah, I I was one of those people who jumped off Catan. Like I was playing Catan with my cousin, um, and every time we would go over there, we'd play Catan with him and his family and whatever. And right, and then after like ten or fifteen games, I was like, oh god, I'm sick of this. Like, what other games are there? And that's how I found Root. Like, I found Root because I was like, I need something that's more strategic, that's more interesting. The whole everything about Root stood out to me, and I bought it like on a whim. I'd never played it before. Sick. And that's how I discovered this whole community and everything. So yeah, like Catan was definitely a jumping off point for me, but I'd say it's more popular and maybe playable casually than it is good. And Ooh, I think that counts know, okay. for a lot. Yeah. yeah. Not every game yeah, has to not be, wrong. be good. Yeah. It has, like A lot of these games are just like, all right, and very popular, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, they, and they serve a, a function, like yeah. Uh, like Mancala served a function when it was created and like it it walked so that we could run kind of deal. And you could say that about a lot of games that are old <laughs> on this list, right? Um, and Catan is sort of like the a example of a game. There's plenty of them where it's it's almost like the designers knew. Like they were like, we're going to make a game that's going to be like awesome for a specific like type of person, a specific board gamer. And then it's going to be like awesome, but with a shelf life that is such that it makes you you seek something else that's better. And like, if that is actually what they intended, then they're freaking geniuses. Because like, everyone seems to have a similar story of Humberto, right? Like, there's a game, it's Catan or it's something else, where it showed whoever that person is that there is more to this than just Monopoly or Mousetrap or these sort of like, you know, older or like just games that had have less meat maybe on them. Uh, and each of these games has like a little purpose here. And I guess like maybe now when I'm thinking about it even more, like what purpose might Ink and Gold have compared to these others? And maybe there's an argument to be made that like this game could potentially touch more people than anyone else uh, or any of these other games. Like Risk touched people maybe back when it was like big, but now people aren't playing risk as much potentially, right? You can make an argument for maybe you'd have to, we'd maybe have to ask and see ink and gold though. I feel like if like, you could just be like, like Humberto said, like you could take it to a hostel, you could take it to different areas where there's different languages and you could still interact with those people. There's not a lot of games like that where you can 
pretty much play them with anyone, anytime, anywhere. Like that's a pretty big thing. Yeah, for sure. Which maybe means it goes a little, maybe it keeps, you know what I mean? Maybe that's a good reason later to have say, well, you know, it's kind of like Mancala in this way. It's just from 05. Like, so, you know, that doesn't mean yeah. that it's worse. It's just newer. So like, it's just doing that yeah, you know, that's what I was... for our people now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what I was, that's kind of what I was thinking. It's like a gateway to gateway games, you know, like, like Mancala, yeah. you know, it's a game that you can play really easily. Doesn't take very long. Doesn't require a long attention span. And it kind of gets you into the mood to, play a game you know because i think right for people for humanity games are super important you know it's a big yes. part of of how we interact with other people on in a lot of different occasions so i think it's it's really really good to have something that fits into that space um that you can like you said you can play with anyone anywhere anytime you know oh. i think it's great decoy how high should we let it go i think humberto has convinced me <laughs> i i still don't want to let it pass oh, risk okay so maybe this game uh, 2005. If this game is like actually 17, 18 years old, and I haven't yeah. heard of it, like yeah, not, not even a little bit. Yep. Maybe people just don't like it. Maybe it just does not have a like. Maybe maybe this type of game is just there's a lot of them. Like there's one risk. There are a ton of them. Yeah. Ooh, that's, yeah. There are a ton of party games, and there there are a ton of party games that kind of maybe not do it quite as well as this game does but fit into that same exact thing that you guys are talking about, where it's the introduction right. of board games or it's the casual board games that gets people interested. There's a lot of these games. There's, right. there's only one of, only one exception risk. of Wonderland's War, everything above the list that right. I would say that uh, this is competing with. There's only one of those. There's only one Risk, only one Chess, only one Catan. Maybe that means that Mancala is sort of the new like gatekeeper of the top... I guess honestly, you can make the same argument probably for Perchisi Dominion and or uh, Dominoes and Nefetafel. You could probably make that argument too. Like, it's sort of the gatekeeper of the games that are like there is no other game like this kind of games, right? Like where you know it's in a genre and there's lots of different ones, and you could take your pick, and this one's my favorite, and that one's your favorite, and then there's this one that everybody knows and talks about because it's so big and so important. Mm. Yeah. Okay, Humberto, how do you feel about leaving it at number eight for now? And then when we re-rank it, we'll revisit all of this together and we'll see if how it shuffles in. Or do you want to really make the case hard for Mancala being worse? No, that's fine. Okay, all right, so eight, number eight. eight Ooh, eight I like it. Good. Eight feels good, yeah. Like, it's it's just bare. It's ahead of our nostalgia, so we're not, like, holding those in too high regard. And uh, it's also, like, just, like, nipping at the door of that, like, top echelon, if you will. Interesting. Yeah, and depending on how, how we feel about, we have to have a deeper conversation, how much history matters and what we exactly want this list to be because it, it might yep. just be the case that we're going to drop all the old games down two spots. Ooh. And that might just be it. Not exactly, maybe three spots or maybe one spot or maybe just something else. I don't know. Right. I haven't thought about it in depth yet yeah we'll have to, to have a conversation we'll need to yeah we'll need to like prepare a lot we'll need to like we'll need to spend like weeks just like pondering that and like coming yeah. together <laughs> soliciting outside opinions because we're an echo chamber about history being important in here you know what we might do so Humberto, we have this idea for root because root is a game that is near and dear to uh most everyone who's been on the show's heart definitely decoy myself i know you for sure and then i think pretty yeah. much everyone else in here so we've been pondering uh, for the past couple of weeks and we talked a little bit more about it last week than we have in a while. Like, how do we cover Root? Because Root is so freaking awesome and like so huge. And like, 
I bet you there would be more people who'd be willing to join than we would have room for in one episode. Um, and maybe what we can do decoy as part of our route sort of like uh, exploration with our people is we could do like, while we have them on, we could also ask them that question or we could have like two questions prepared that are just, you know, they don't really necessarily know uh, like how they're going to, how it's going to tie in, but then we can get, you know, 10, 15 different people's responses to a question like, when you look at a game like a like a BGG hotness or like a you know ranked top ten games of 2022, like if you look at some shit like that, <laughs> it's like would you put history first or would you put like what factor would you see or want to see as the most important on a list like that? And we can just see what they say. And then if you know if everyone says history, then we maybe have a a different answer than if you know what I mean. Like it'll get us out of our little bubble, like you said. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. For me, anyway, history is not that important. I mean, I think the games <laughs> well, games like either you're... hold their weight or they don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's I mean, that's a fair take. Like history is important to a point, right? Like ultimately, what are we playing now? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I loved Mancala as a kid. I loved Stratego as a kid. Would I pick them now? Like, maybe not. Yeah. Like, he's... like you said, like if you if you're having a coffee and you're seeing Mancala, like Mancala's just there, then sure, maybe you play. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like, hey, buddy, like. Come over, let's play Mancala. Mancala night, right? Yeah, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's maybe more of an academic exercise. Like, it's important to know what Mancala is, even if you don't play it, because it's an important game. Right, yeah, that's fair. Yep, it's fair. Yep. Sort of like our, uh, you know, our Parchesian Dominion thing, or Dominion, I keep saying Dominion, our Parchesian Dominoes set there. It's like, I mean, you play Dominoes actively, uh, so maybe that's different for yours, but like, it, those games have meaning and therefore are ranked a certain way uh, because of what they are, not necessarily because they're quote unquote actually better than, you know, something like Checkers or Scrabble or what have you. Because uh, Scrabble right now is number 14 on our list, which um, I'm sure as we keep putting games above it, it's like, damn, Scrabble is really that low. Like, look at it. Look at it fall. Um, yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, that I kind of thing can happen. Yeah. Yeah. See, because yeah. <laughs> I like, I have Scrabble on my personal list. Like, uh actually 14th that's hilarious never mind i was gonna say it's higher but it's not <laughs> yeah my personal list is like six or something uh yeah it is it's way higher yeah three four five yeah, yeah it's probably somewhere that's probably around where it would be for me as well it's oh, just because really i cool. like i'm i'm biased towards games that i play regularly on my personal list all and that's fair up here well, fair. and and that's the thing that's what i argue for i think that games that you play regularly are inherently more valuable right like yeah like if I'm playing a game yep. a lot because I can get it to the table because I because people want to play it, then that means it's worth more, right? To me, anyway. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, yeah. Because ultimately, yeah, what are we fair. doing, right? Like you want to have some that are on your shelf that are like this game is important, but ultimately, if all you have is like history, like that on your shelf, then you're looking at that shelf like this is pretty cool, and then you all just don't and you just do something else. Nobody ever plays anything, and like that sucks. But so it's like you want to have a nice little balance of like I have this game that's like the oldest game that was ever made and like that's cool and then i have like mancala and then i have like you know a 1981 triple pursuit copy and i've got uh, a monopoly from you know 1935 and then i've got one other one name your name your price right like Parcheesi because of what it meant to me as a kid and like those are the ones that i'm never going to get rid of but like i don't have to play those anymore i just want to keep i just want to have them and then you also have 10 other games that are like, these games are fucking sweet, like Dominion and Wingspan and Root and, you know, chess or, you know, I'm looking at the games on our list, like those games, it's like, oh, let's actually play these though. These are actually good. <laughs> yeah. 
Shit. Well, hey, I think we should play Ink and Gold, yeah? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Getting Gamey is produced by me, Mark Overstreet. Music by Pixabay.com. Seventeen. All right, so five each. Yes, sir. Okay, three, two, one, go. Oh yeah, let's see it. Oh motherfucker! (laughs) Come on! Got him. I was thinking about bailing that turn too. Why is it every time in the early rounds, all the ones we can draw, and we draw the same one twice so early? I know that's nuts.